Welcome to Uncaged. Today we're speaking with Nishan Suvarna. You know, we're going to the Middle East today to talk to Nishan in Dubai. He is the CEO of Bluestream, which is a design and manufacturing company based in Dubai. The company has a mission to integrate world-class bespoke solutions for the environment, and they combine ethical designs, technology, and sustainably harvested materials. So they're doing a lot of good stuff, and we're going to get into that in a second. But Nishan, before we get there, tell us a little bit about you and your career. Great. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me here. So um, I was born in India, raised all over the place, went to school in Dubai and college in the States. Um, I'm a biomedical engineer from Johns Hopkins by education. Uh, by happenstance, found myself back in Dubai and uh, joined the firm where we were two people. And fast forward 15 years, we're now a um, full-fledged, vertically integrated uh, design and manufacturing firm focused on the environment. So, uh, yeah, I think time kind of sped over the last few years. It was busy building the firm, and we're finally at a level where we're exporting and going global. I have a lot of questions for you about Bluestream. There's a couple of things. Obviously, you know, phrases like design and manufacturing get used by everybody. But tell me a little bit about what DNM means for you. So the idea is in when you were typically working in the industry for street furniture, waste management products, there's a lot of catalog sales that happens primarily around the B2B and the B2G sector, business to government sector. So our focus has always been uh, primarily driven by the market that we are originally from, which is Dubai. It's a small market, niche market, but it's known for superlatives. Every project's bigger, better, grander, more exclusive than the other. So that intrinsically pushed us uh, to, develop, to develop a design edge because every client wanted something that wasn't available previously. So mm -hmm. what, what started off basically as a method to serve the client better eventually became our modus operandi. Uh, we started designing products on the go and started focusing on anything but catalog sales. So uh, this approach is inbuilt into our DNA. And But what we see happening is this is not just something unique to the buy. This is unique to the global landscape today clientele which are working with us, whether it's municipalities and government entities or developers, both residential, commercial, or retail, everybody wants to have a unique experience uh, for their clients. Yeah. So you're working this idea of urban environments. And, then, and in fact, it says it on your shirt there. I know that it's a bit of a tagline for the business, this idea of enhancing urban environments. What does that mean for you? So when we decided to look at what are the products that we want to focus and uh, develop in at Bluestream. The idea was at its core that it has to be something that betters the environment. We won't just go out there and try to make and sell anything that makes money. So at the core of what we do, because our very first product was a litter bin, um, and that continues to be our biggest product range vertical at the moment. So as we develop further into street furniture, into architectural elements, play equipments, and other systems, we kept thinking that if it's a product that doesn't better the human environment or the urban environment, we don't want to do it. 
And that eventually developed into uh, our slogan at the moment. I love it. So you started with a trash can and you moved on to other exciting things. Well, clearly the space that you're in, this idea of, let's say, sustainable design and engineering and manufacturing is really a hot space right now. And I'd just be curious, in the current economic climate that we're in, what are the key things that customers are asking for from you guys these days? In terms of every project, uh, there's a lot of design involved, especially when it comes to the public spaces. Um, every The same developer, when he's moving into a new project, pays more attention to those public spaces. Obviously, post-COVID, they've become even more important. Uh, they're almost the key amenity um, a key selling point on every project is how their community spaces are designed. So we're seeing a lot of requests from clientele to design something unique for them, different for them, uh, to be very focused on the environmental impact of the products that we use, the raw materials we use, um, and at the same time to try and build um, a more holistic design aspect to the community space. So the all the elements in this space are a family and try to belong to each other. Uh, the, the litter bin to the bench to the bullard to the bike rack, kind of like furniture in a larger public square. I love it. I love it. And, you know, there are clearly are topics like sustainability that come up time and time again. What's your take right now that's happening in the manufacturing space in terms of this push towards sustainability? It's a challenging situation because or uh, I think in order to be, you, you want to be as sustainable as you possibly can, but the key driver there is the customer. So, uh, and also not to second the fact that as you try to get more sustainable raw materials, uh, many a times they're more expensive than the standard raw materials. So our right. focus has been to try and bridge that gap. For example, we work with timber a lot. And instead of using uh, standard hardwood, which is deforested timber, we propose bamboo or coconut timber as a sustainable alternative. Mm. Bamboo on one side is at least 2x to 3x more expensive than standard wood. Coconut wood is not. So it's a, the, as a conscious uh, manufacturer, our focus is to make sure the client has the option to go sustainable, but without having to break it back. And this is something uh, we're observing. I mean, you could, you could look at Scandinavia where there's a high level of eco-consciousness and the customer is willing to pay. Uh, yeah. For and, and you have other areas which are not as eco-conscious, but you do want to give them an option of going uh, going sustainable because it does have an impact on when they try to develop uh, environmental impact reports and so on. I feel like we're in an interesting moment. I read a couple of months ago about a plan in Sweden where they're building a town where everything has to be made of wood, basically renewable materials. I don't know if it's just a design award construct or whether that actually is going to come to fruition. But then today, if you look at some of the news that's coming out about the auto space, a lot of the largest automotive companies seem to be really pulling back on their push towards electric, uh, primarily because of the customer demands. It's literally just not there. And so, you know, it shows us that there's this, this push and demand to move forward for obvious reasons, one is obviously the United Nations goals and the fact that we know that the world is warming. But at the same time, you know, from a business perspective, there's a real kind of balancing that needs to be happening here. It must be tricky. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, there is, you know, you, there are 
segments in which the customer is willing to open his wallet and pay more, 10% more, 20% more in order to be in order to be sure that he's getting a product that's certified sustainable. And there are segments where the customers actually don't get to experience that. So they're not willing to pay that. And especially in the yeah. B2B and the B2G sector, that's kind of, I mean, from the government sector, unless there's a push from the government, it becomes difficult, um, you know, to have these products in the market. But on the B2B side, it's where you got to tread carefully because uh, clients do want to be more sustainable, but they don't want to be paying more. The budgets are not mm. actually expanding every year. They're contracting. So that does push on the R&D side. For example, uh, coconut timber is something that we came up with primarily because of this uh, constant battle between budgets const you know, uh, contracting at the same time, the push for uh, environmentally sustainable products. And the same mm. solution with, gran uh, with, with granite, where we had to look for a solution that would offer a long-term warranty for the for the client but at the same time um be you know be affordable right right well i don't know much about coconut timber i'm fascinated to explore that a little bit but i do remember that when i lived in hong kong the skyscrapers being built by gentlemen on bamboo scaffolding and me always being amazed at the strength of bamboo as a product kind of one of the probably natural wonders of our world. But let me change gears a little bit here, Nishan. And, you know, I feel like from the time that you finished college to where you are today with everything you're doing with Bluestream, you've almost been able to match your passions with your business, which is just beautiful. What really drives that passion for what you do? So, I mean, I think kind of the basis of it is when the, you know, when the why is, when the why is there, the how is easy. Um, when you kind of realize that uh, developing and building products and eventually it went on to build, developing and building teams uh, is kind of what drives you, but it has to be something that that uh, is positive or delivers positively to the collective consciousness, to people as a whole. So the idea was to develop and build products that are that better human environments. And steadily, the you know, the, the market was there and product kind of came together. And what we, what we did realize was unless we started manufacturing, we wouldn't be able to deliver as much value to the clientele. So along that line, it was I think it was more organic than anything else. Uh, but having said that, at the moment, our, as we look at look at what the clients require, and as we move to serving global clientele, we can see a lot more challenges. And I think in entrepreneurship, it's just uh, you know just being challenged every day with any new kind of um, any new kind of situation that you, your team, the market goes through. And I think that's the drive, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And Nishan, I mean, you are a company that's aiming to build solutions and products that allow us to have a future full stop. But when you look out over the next, let's say, year, year and a half, you know, what's on the horizon for Bluestream as well as the industry in general? For us, is Bluestream integrating stronger to be in that firm that it, that's able to offer design, prototyping, and mass manufacturing for clientele globally, and 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 optimizing that engine to be most efficient, both in terms of high quality bespoke design, as well as uh, really working close closely with clients to deliver what they need. That's kind of what's on the horizon on on, on the on the global scale. Um, we at the moment not just do waste products, uh, waste related products, we do architectural outdoor elements, we do street furniture elements, uh, we do an automated waste collection system. So 
a lot of these that work very well for development of urban communities. Mm -hmm. um, and when you look at this on a macro scale, uh, this is something that's happening, uh, that's a need of the R and happening globally. Urbanization, yeah. uh, you know, 2050, we're looking at 75% of the population living in urban vertical metropolises, you know, heavy urban dense areas and cities. And all that means is the investment in these places is, is, is going to keep increasing to try and better the environment that people are, are, are living in. Yeah. primarily the urban spaces, the public spaces. And to and to match that, you're having a a, a heavy digitization of of, of uh, uh you know the human civilization. More there's a generation that's growing entirely online and just not being able to communicate uh, or, or build communities as closely, uh, which is physiologically what humans do. So that that eventually makes these public spaces really important. Um, they're the yeah. they're areas that can help battle the loneliness epidemic that's building globally. And, and that kind of ties in into why we feel the products that we are building are important both for municipalities as well as com for communities. And it's good to see that they continue to uh, give that level of importance for them. I love that. It's also, I think, really almost not only the fact that people are moving to urban environments, but at least in markets like the United States, there seems to be a moment where we have to reinvent what is an urban environment. We have many urban environments that seem to be failing right now, failing for homelessness issues, failing for basically community services, mobility throughout the city. You know, American cities were quite often built for automobiles instead of people. And so trying to rethink that is a real challenge. And certainly I think Bluestream's products can play a role in designing that in a more effective way. Nishan, if someone wanted to learn more about what you and the Bluestream team are up to, where's the best place to reach you? So uh, you can obviously reaches through our website, uh, www.bluestreamme.com, as well as uh, or LinkedIn or Twitter. Our handle is bluestreamme. That's B-L-U-E-S-T-R-E-A-M-M-E. -E -E. So those are the best ways to reach us. Um, and I would say what we welcome is anybody to come down and visit the factory. A large part of what we do is really experiencing firsthand how it's done. So it's an open invitation. Uh, we get a lot of visitors on the go. And we'd love for anybody to step in, see how these products are actually made. Uh, there's a lot of work behind how we actually mold the metal into that beautiful piece of furniture element that comes out at the end. And that's kind of the beauty of the whole experience. Well, I definitely want to see it because I want to see this uh, coconut lumber that you have to see how that functions. The more I think about it, the more it makes complete sense, right? I mean, I imagine, you know, when a coconut tree can withstand a hurricane, I imagine they can withstand a lot of other things as well. So anyways, Nishan, it's been amazing to chat with you today. We've been speaking with Nishan Suvarna. He is the CEO of Blue Stream. Nishan, thank you so much for being on the show, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much, Brent. I appreciate it. 